We pray, but then how do we recognize the plan sent by God to us? As a new Christian in 1975, God showed me the following scripture to live by. Matthew chapter 11, verse 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Ask God what to do. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Jesus says, For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I'm going to recommend that you stop right now, if you can, and look up in just a plain dictionary the definition of the word easy. I think you will find you have been going the wrong way in certain things. Yoking yourself to people, to jobs, to plans. But if you will go to God in prayer, asking him for wisdom, he will give you wisdom. It's a promise of God, James 1, 5. And you will recognize his wisdom because his yoke is easy to do. It's not complicated. It's not going to be so expensive you have to go in debt or overly expensive. It will be easy. So you can identify the plans that come from God by that. Now let's look up that word easy. When I looked in the dictionary just now, I found the following defining easy. Simple, smooth, straightforward, not overly complicated, not above the price you're able to afford, achieved without great effort, presenting few difficulties. Now an example of this. When I moved to Colorado five years ago, I needed to have someone set up my home theater system and my sound system. I called a sound specialist in Denver, and he told me the types of jobs he had been doing for people, and they were so detailed and complicated, and I knew it would be very expensive to have this done. So I knew he was not the right person for me to work with. God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. Matthew 
when it's his plan, it will have those characteristics. I changed cars last week. The car we were driving caused me a lot of physical pain when I rode in it. I've had seven bones broken, two operations because of accidents, and I have to rest. I'm 86 years old now, so I have to live a different type of life today. I was considering changing cars and trying to find a car that had an air suspension system on it, which rode much more like the Cadillacs and Lincolns did of the 1970s. When that is your goal, you have got a task in front of you. We drove many, many cars, and we only found one car that met those characteristics. And it was a Mercedes S-Class. We could buy it for $117,000. Is that overly expensive? I had sold my house in Texas and had divided the money and put it into two MMDAs. I could pay cash for that car out of either of the two MMDAs and have the other MMDA left over. God knows the future. He knows whether or not in my lifetime I will need that money. So what you do is you ask God, should I do this? Immediately, I heard two scriptures. One of them is in Psalm chapter 84. The Lord God is a sun and a shield. His word will give you light, showing you the way to go in the situation. It doesn't sound easy to pay that amount of money for a car, does it? unless you've had seven broken bones and have two MMDAs in your bank account, either one of which would be more than enough to pay for that car. But most of us don't want to spend the money. And especially when we're 86 years old. So what's God going to say to me? The Lord God is the sun and shield. He reminded me of that scripture in Psalm 84. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Then he gave me another scripture. Because the devil comes in and says, you might need that money in the future. You better not spend that money for a car. God reminded me of a scripture. It's in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Paul said to Timothy, Charge them that are rich in this world 
that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches. Are we going to put our trust in the money we've saved? But trust in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Turned out that this car had not just a heated seat, but a heated back, and it had massage unit built into the seat so that it will massage the lumbar area of your back or the middle area or the shoulders. Plus, you can make it be heated. As I'm recording this, we just returned from a two-hour trip to deliver items that we needed to deliver, books, ministry books to the people. We were gone two hours, and mostly I, I never got out of the car, so I was sitting for two hours. Sometimes we were moving. Sometimes the car was sitting still. When we returned home, I had no pain. I came in my room and sat down to record this. There was no pain. Before, had we done that in the other car, I can pretty well guarantee there would have been pain after sitting in a car for two hours. And many times, Pam will come and say to me, I'm going on uh, to Walmart to pick up some groceries. Do you want to go? And many times I would say, no, I don't believe so. I think I'll just stay home because I didn't want to ride in the car because I knew the pain would come. Trust in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. It didn't take all of my money to buy the car. It took a portion. There's even some money left in the MMDA where I paid for the car. But after riding in the car this time, there was no pain. In my judgment, that purchase was sanctioned by God, approved by God, and it would be a good thing for my life. And I believe when God shows you those things, he also is saying to you, you're not going to need this money in the future. For see, he knows what's coming in the future. It was very easy for me to pay that money to buy that car. There are most times in my life it would not have been easy. But I sold a house in Texas, which was debt-free. So there are times when it's not easy to do the same thing that it's easy to do later. But God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. I had been living the above scripture for many weeks. I knew if something was complex and overly expensive for what I was able to afford at that time, it would not be the way of God for me. 
God showed me to get out of debt and stay out of debt. I would start re-examining the plan if it was going to put me into a financial bind to do that plan. But I'm not trying to make money. I've never been trying to make money or store up money. It came because I followed God in what to do. At one point, my dad died, and then my mother was left alone. She had never worked out in public or anything. I knew she was going to need help, so I moved to the town where she lived. During that period of time, a car ran a stoplight and ran into the side of my car. I could have it repaired for $600, or I could buy a new car for $22,000 at that time in 1985. I had $600, easily could pay that. But I didn't have $22,000, and I was shocked that cars had gone up so much in price. So my decision was rather simple. Have the car repaired and save money for the time that I would need to purchase another car. Another scripture I've been living by for many years. Ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Isaiah 55:12 If you don't have peace about the plan, don't do it. Turn to God and ask him what you should do and ask him to give you wisdom for he promises he will give wisdom when we ask him. Do you have joy over what you're planning? Do you have peace about it? Joy, interest, excitement, those are all characteristics when God is leading us, provided I can afford the item. I will not go in debt, for God showed me not to do that. Ask God for his wisdom. He knows the future. He knows if you'll need that money that you're planning on spending or not. A promise from God. James 1.5 If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally and abradeth not and it shall be given him. You will be given wisdom. He will bring to your mind a plan. He will show you whether or not it is wise for you to spend that money right now. If you're in debt, I don't think it's wise. I'd pay the debt first. 
I've lived this way for the past 40, 45 years. It's never failed. This recent purchase that I made of spending $117,000 for a car that I can ride in and not have all that pain. Not only was it needed, it was a good thing, and it was very easy for me to do because at that moment I was sitting there with a $134,000 CD as well as a $110,000 CD and $7,000 in my regular checking account that has accumulated from an $800 a month Social Security check. At one point in time, within the past five years, I was in the hospital for an accident. I had been told by God I would never see my house again, the house that was totally paid for and that I had in Lubbock, Texas. I put the house up for sale. One of our church members said to me, I don't see how you can do this. I said, well, when they were taking me to the hospital, they rolled the gurney past the front door of the house, and I heard from God, you'll never see this house again. So I put the house up for sale. I don't know where I'm going. I had no idea where I was going. I knew God had another plan for me. While I was in the hospital, Pam Paget, one of our church people in Colorado Springs, who has enormous faith, I'd seen it demonstrated through many situations. The plan came for her to build a room downstairs, convert one room into a bedroom downstairs at her house to put a half bath downstairs. She lived upstairs. We didn't know at that time that I was going to be moving into Pam's house. I couldn't have lived upstairs. I could barely walk. I couldn't have climbed the stairs. God prepared it beforehand. There is a scripture which says, I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. While I was in the hospital in Lubbock, Texas, she lives in Colorado Springs, a nurse came in before surgery and said, you've got to fill out these papers before we can operate. You've got to name someone who's in charge of you should medical questions need to be answered and you're unable to answer them. Now, at that time, there was a woman from our church group standing there in the room when the nurse said this. I answered without hesitation, Pam Paget is in charge of me. God had put that in my heart. I didn't even know the answer until the nurse asked the question. The church person who was standing there in the room when the nurse asked the question and I answered the question, was shocked. She said, 
How can Pam be in charge of you? She doesn't even live here. I said, I don't know how she can be, but she is. And when this woman called Pam and said, Joan says you're in charge of her, her answer was, okay. I hadn't even asked Pam. I just knew she was. And after she got off the phone with the church person, Pam turned to God and said, now what do we do? That's the reason she was in charge. Because when there was a question of what to do, she would ask God and move by faith that she had heard from God. That's real. So somewhere along the time I was in the hospital, the plan came to both of us for me to leave Texas, move in to Pam's house, and live in that bedroom she just was in the process of completing. Now Pam said Joan would never leave Texas when she had the idea for me to move to Colorado. She would never leave Texas. I'd had my mind totally worked on by God. So that's what we did. Pam had one serious doubt. What if she doesn't like the animals? Pam had two big dogs and three or four cats. She had taken in a cat that her neighbor who died had left at the house, and she went and got it and brought it to her house. God had it all worked out. We just had to go through the door. So I moved to Colorado. So guess what? I had no expenses at the house that I had in Texas. It sold. The money went into the bank. I insist on giving Pam money to help with expenses at this property. First, I gave her 500 a month. She didn't want any money. She said, I don't want any money. But I said, I insist you take it and use it for upkeep. After the house sold, I began giving her $1,000 a month. She has a lot more money because of me. I have a lot more money because I didn't fight God on selling the house. That's how he works. So we come along five years later and I purchased a $117,000 car. Seems impossible. But when you are following God, he puts you in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing that's going to profit you in everything you do. I have no retirement. I'm 86 years old. I have no income except for Social Security of $800 a month and no debt. And I still had the money my dad had left me, which was $50,000 that I'd never spent. Well, I did spend it on the house, but I paid myself back. See how easy it is.
Sometimes it doesn't seem right. But if you go by these characteristics of what the scriptures tell us and you check what you're about to do with God, he will stop you if he needs to stop you. Or he will give you scripture to show you, go ahead and do this. So when you have the approval of God, you have all that you need to enable you to have faith to spend the money. I encourage you, don't rush on to the next chapter. Look at this closely. Look at these scriptures that are presented in this chapter today. Measure your life by these scriptures. Be sure you're doing them. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you.